Welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, the podcast dedicated to helping you navigate these hypersexualized times of ours. And in today's episode, we have Andronic, our chapter leader in Europe, and his wife, Sandra. Now, we unpack a lot of really good, juicy stuff in this conversation because they are a couple that's not perfect. You know what? They're just not perfect. And that's fantastic because it means that they're willing to grow. Perfect means no room to grow. Imperfect means real, and it means on the path to true joy and freedom and connection, because that only happens when you allow yourself to be imperfect together as a couple. So let's unpack their imperfections and all of their victories together. It's a really great episode. Whether you're single looking to find out what it's like getting a glimpse into the first three years of the blessing for this one couple, or if you're blessed to hear some stories that might sound very familiar, all right, so let's get into it. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and hello, Andy and Sandra. I can't call you Andy Andronic. What? First of all, before we get into this, I need to know what percentage of people in your life call you Andy versus Andronic, because I cannot commit to calling you Andy for some reason. Ooh, uh, what percentage of people in my life? Um, yeah. Well, all of my family, like... Uh, my parents, my brothers, my sister called me Andranic. Um, and then, I mean, actually in Lithuania, most people, I mean, all the people called me Andranic uh, because there's no such name as Andy, really, uh, in Lithuanian. So it's just, I don't use that there. But internationally, almost, almost everyone. Uh, except for David Hewish. Like, <laughs> 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 um, He's rogue. Yeah. Interesting. So, I think so like, inside your close nest of people, family, and country, you're you're one person, and then outside of that, the rest of Europe, you're a different person. Well, in terms of yeah, and and actually, my <laughs> family-in-law is also on that uh, rest of Europe camp. Uh, so Sanja <laughs> calls me Andy <laughs> every day. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, gotta look into that. There's something there. Mm. And then Sandra, when I was, I you know, I I named this podcast. Just nobody will see it, but I called it Andy and Sandy. Does that has anybody <laughs> else made that link? Has a lot of people made that link? <laughs> Well, some people, yeah, but then some other people call us Sandranik, you know, because then uh, my full name is in it and Andy's full name is in it, so. <clears throat> I love it, yeah. I love it. Quite practical to call two people at the same time. I think my younger brother was the first one to catch this. Yeah. yeah. Mm. In, in a moment of pure inspiration from God, he gave, <laughs> he gave you a new name, like Jesus renamed... <laughs> Peter, you know, it was Simon, and then, uh, then it was Peter, yeah. and then you will forever be known as Sandronic. Mm -hmm. uh, right. <laughs> and so, you have been blessed for how long? Um, almost three years now, coming up to three years in April. Yeah, so, up to three, three years, years, ten and months. How many... Fun fact, how many times have you been married and how many times do you plan on getting married? <laughs> okay, so we had the blessing. Right? We received the blessing in 2021, April. April. And then we just got legally married. So we had our civil wedding in October last year. And we're planning a bigger like wedding celebration for the summer. Because both of the first and the second, you know, the blessing in the civil marriage was the, in, in a small circle. And I was always dreaming of a big blessing in Korea. And then it didn't happen because of COVID. So I thought, okay, let's still celebrate somehow. Third time. <laughs> with, with more family, more friends. Yeah. yeah. So is that... Is it because you guys are such devout church members that you have to go the principled way of formation, growth, completion? Is that right? <laughs> uh, that did not come to my mind yet. Mm -hmm. It was on. more like you got it. It's 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 more like you know the blessing is our promise to God. Then we have the civil wedding, which is promised kind of to the state, right? 
but there's this this whole part about family and friends, the people surrounding us, and so it's like a promise to them as well. So, yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that. And if you're a part of a blessing ceremony with other people, it's also kind of like you're a part of that blessing crew. You know, it's like mm. the people who got blessed at the same time. Ideally, you're fighting for each other too. Um, and really, hopefully not fighting each other, but it's not a competition, everybody. Um, so that's cool. So you're, you're, this, this summer is going to be the friends, like it's going to be the big bash, probably in a barn somewhere. Is it going to be like a really Instagrammy kind of wedding with a lot of quirky, quirky signs and good-looking donuts and pastries and stuff like that? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're aiming for something big, the of donuts, course. Right? Yeah. I don't know if we're going to have donuts, but let's see. Oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely more people. Of course, we cannot invite everyone, everyone, um, but the people that you know, we feel closest to. Mm, mm. Yeah. It's not gonna be in a barn. It's like it's a hotel, but it, it's an open hotel with a nice lake in front of it as well. So, well, it will be quite close to nature too. That's really cool. Yeah, I love it. This, I mean, at some point, there's somebody that was like, "Hey, wait a second, renting an entire event event hall and all this is a giant amount of money." Uh, yeah. We could just have this outside in a barn or something. And then that just became the staple. Now, like, more people are doing it in that kind of way. It makes sense, you know? So, yeah. well, best of luck. May, I know European weather is very up and down. So, may, may the weather gods be with you. Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. And so, to be honest, you both are very kind of different vibes as people right and so in this whole process of meeting each other and choosing each other um why why was it because now at this i don't know if there's anybody listening who doesn't understand our process but the idea of the blessing is very much a combination of trusting other people's judgment parents family recommendations from other people who know you and trusting God's judgment, whatever that means to you, having some higher sense of calling, and then trusting your own judgment. And so, how did you guys come to the uh, conclusion that you are the right people for each other? How did we come to this conclusion? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think there were elements of both choosing and being chosen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we knew each other before. Yeah, we were uh, friends. We were very good friends, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I think what drew us quite close as friends is just that we related to each other really well. Like, we were both oldest children in our families and okay. some of the oldest in the community amongst yeah. Uh, yeah, the like second gen and... Um, and we were both just involved and responsible for things and um, yeah. uh, constantly trying to somehow give more from ourselves to to the ones younger than us. And this connected us really well. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, our, through our, um, positive experiences or through griping about how you're the oldest second gen who have to take all this responsibility, <laughs> you have to do all this stuff. No, it was, or was it, it, positive, it, was, right? it was very positive. We liked to take responsibility. We liked our younger brothers and sisters and we wanted to care for them. It was, it was a very natural thing to do. I was harp leader for a while as well. I was you know, involved in organizing a lot of workshops. I was keeping in touch with people and I know that Andy did the same thing. And so we had this common base, like we both wanted to really care for the younger younger brothers and sisters around us. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And uh, I, mean, I think for both of us, uh, a priority uh, when it came to searching for uh, a potential spouse was to see this attitude towards the community, towards God, mm. towards true parents, like uh, a desire to give, a desire to serve a desire to somehow be always present and amongst people uh part of the community in general yeah mm. i definitely wanted someone who 
um, you know, I wouldn't have to drag with me to all these events, to all these workshops, but with whom I could create even more than what I can create alone. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. was that was really important to me that yeah, um, that somehow we're on the same level in this aspect. Got it. And so wait, at what age did you meet each other? Meet? I was 19, you were 20. Yeah. <laughs> was so like not that meeting. long ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, I think the matching was just a year after that. Yeah, we started the process like one year after meeting for the first time. Yeah. yeah. Who really initiated that? By the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now we were good friends. I saw that he's a good brother, you know. I could really trust um his judgment as well. And I saw that he's really, really preparing for the matching and the blessing. So yeah, that was important. Can you please explain that? Because yeah. I was just talking with somebody a lot, uh in depth about the i don't i don't want to make general sweeping statements but in my observation there's not that there's a shocking amount of people who show up to the blessing ill prepared let's just say that and mm-hmm. uh i like really genuinely prepared for to be a stable person um to be to be reliable you know th- these kind of traits and so when you say that he was preparing well to you what does that mean and how could you tell Mm. okay so how can i explain this i mean for me what was really really important that someone took keeping their purity um as 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 a very important thing you know that if i am doing this if i am keeping myself for this one person then I would also like to be this one person for the other person, right? And uh, I know that mistakes happen. I know that people slip up with different things. But what really matters is whether they stand up afterwards and whether they can overcome these kinds of difficulties or not. And I know that Andy had his own struggles. um, But he didn't stop. And he always pursued a way to get out of it. And so... Yeah, as he was studying and, and yeah, really trying to make friends, always trying to have some kind of goal in his life so he's not just aimlessly wandering around in life. And also when he <laughs> went for SDF, then like it was, it was quite clear, okay, he's going for SDF with a specific goal. He's not just going there because he has nothing else to do or, <laughs> or because it sounds great or because he can travel a lot, but he had very, very specific goals and... And uh, yeah, I see a lot of people maybe or saw in the in the past people going for these programs, not really having a specific goal in mind. I don't think I had <laughs> when I went for my gap here. Um, it, it kind of evolved later on, but he was very serious about it. And um, hmm. after a couple of months, we actually met at a winter workshop where we were both staffing. You were on your break from SDF and. Hmm. I was just there emceeing <clears throat> and I was asking, you know, like, how, how are you standing with your goal? And, and he was actually progressing and uh, that, was, that was good to see that, yeah, he, mm. he doesn't just <clears throat> say things but actually pursues them. And yeah, I nice. think that's a very important quality that you have. And still today, like, and he still sets goals and still goes for them. And Sometimes yeah. to your... Disappointment. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. Well, so I don't that's have... yeah. The the energy and the focus of what would be called a turn on, right? Like what what turns people on? Something that attracts them to somebody else is very different if you have a short term mindset versus a long term mindset, mm-hmm. because short term is like wow, they really have a cool jacket and they ride a really cool motorcycle or whatever, right? Uh, like the bad boy type is there's this, there's this desire that this bad boy type is going to take, take you away from your boring mundane life. But then you look at this guy and he's just like a little child on a bicycle, right? Causing trouble <laughs> because, he, you know, whatever. Versus 
looking at something like, hey, this person is clear on their goals, pursues their goals with conviction and passion. And like it's, it's, it's not something that you factor in if you're blinded by kind of this external metric of attraction that we're honestly coerced into through, through our culture, right? It really teaches us mm -hmm. to, this is attractive, but don't worry about this stuff. It'll take care of itself. They'll figure it out. But you were, it sounds like you were much more looking for somebody stable, somebody that you could actually create a life with. Would you say that that's accurate? Yeah. Whether you knew it or not. <laughs> yeah. I think I knew because, you know, it's, okay. I'm, I'm not just looking for a nice boyfriend to have for two years, but I'm looking for a husband for eternity. And not just that, but also mm. someone that I can have children with and I can trust the children with, you know, who can be a responsible yeah. father, but also someone who can deal with kids very well. And I, I saw <laughs> in Andy's community, there's a, a bunch of kids and like really, yeah, below mm. 10, there's, I don't know, even 30 kids or something. something. And the way he was playing with them, I don't know. Mm. I mean, that's really attractive, you know. Then I, I see, <laughs> I see a future father in him, who mm. who will love our children, and will play with them, and will, yeah, just really. I don't even know how to how to explain this, but it was just seeing seeing a future partner for life. Yeah. You know? For not just for when we're just the two of us, but when we're building a family. So. I think you explained it very well. And it's, trust me, it's, uh, it's a huge stumbling block that prevents people from making the commitment, you know, to one person because they don't know, is this the one, is this the one? They, they seem to want to have a feeling to dictate their decision, like when I know, I'll know. But instead... Mm -hmm. I always talk about pillars, but I've been talking about it so much that I for, forget like what the essential pillars of what it means to have a foundation to be ready for the blessing. And for you, it was clear that this person is, you know, is on the trajectory. They're on the course to becoming a good husband and father, and by by they're showing examples of this in their life in reality, yeah. um, not just hypothetically. Um, so that's really important, you know, out there, all you listening. I think that's that's helpful. Was there anything else that helped you to feel like? Because here's the here's here's here's, here's, here's hold on hold on. There's something about um, convenience that can be it can be something that causes short sightedness in people in the blessing. So in the matching, a lot of times what I've seen is that. People might choose somebody that they know because it's convenient. It's like, well, you know, like I know them and so I like them. And so they just kind of end up together because why not, mm -hmm. right? It's easy. It makes sense. And that can go many different ways because you might know them as a kind of in the sibling realm and you might have been blinded to certain things because they're just kind of like buddies that you weren't able to really see that they would, wouldn't be a good spouse per se because it's a different role. Mm -hmm. So... Somehow you knew each other, you were familiar with each other, but you were also able to compartmentalize that reality and also see the future that you feel like this person would be, you know, a good spouse. So was there anything, you saw him playing with children, was there anything else that was like an indicator that this friend would be a good candidate for more than friendship? It was very visible that he loves his family. I know that not all families mm. are perfect. I don't think my family is perfect. I don't think your family is perfect. Mm. But the fact that, um, yeah, you still invested, even though certain things were maybe painful or hard, but you still invested. Like, you never gave up on your family. So you still don't, <laughs> even if certain things are difficult. And mm. I think that's that's very important. I think that later on came back in our relationship that even when it's difficult, we don't give up <laughs> and we don't just quit because it's so easy to quit. But mm. yeah, when you see that, that he's doing that in, in his own family, even when it's hard, I think that that's also something that showed me that, okay, if if we get to build such a relationship together, then 
probably that's how it will be. That even if we face difficulties, we will we'll work on them instead of quitting. So I think that was another thing that I saw. Yeah. Characters, you know, character aspects. So stick-to-itiveness, that's great. Mm-hmm. What about vice versa, Andronic? Mm-hmm. What do you see? Yeah. <laughs> I'm already getting uncomfortable with all this propping up and, <laughs> and praise. <laughs> it's a bit too much already. <laughs> um, no, it's <clears throat> well, um, I think maybe I'll, I'll try to think of things to add here to this conversation, some new things. Uh, for me, it was very clear that, yeah, this core values like this area needs to align and and we talked a bit about this now uh another thing that was important to me is that this person apart from core values otherwise is quite different than me uh i expressed this um clearly to my parents as well i i would like a person that is a little bit of an opposite to me because um, if we're just like a perfect match let's say two copies of <laughs> of the same person i thought that actually that would be very boring yeah and um that yeah and, and i've also seen from and and kind of received this guidance uh from elders from my parents that going through challenges with your spouse and figuring out a way forward is not necessarily bad like arguing is not necessarily bad it actually um, there's a lot of power in conflict and especially conflict resolution when you're able to go over things and become a stronger couple uh, afterwards and I kind of it's not that I wanted a challenge but I wanted a person that um, is very social for example because I'm a bit closed off I'm, I'm kind of uh, I'm a more northern northern person <laughs> so uh, not so social um, I wanted someone yeah who's <clears throat> who has different skill sets than me like okay um, I was at the time and still am developing in like certain uh, things like uh, photography or, or I'm really into some technical things or cars or whatever um, I wanted that this person is interested in completely different things that we expand our horizons that there's more diversity of things that we do so yeah Sanja plays guitar and she was writing a few songs at the moment as well which was very impressive to me I always dreamed of uh, knowing how to play the guitar for example but <laughs> never put myself to it but I thought that a person who can speak different languages can play different instruments and can um, relate to people in a different way will make our lives richer because I'm bringing some kind of package, she's bringing some kind of package and we um, complement it. Yeah. So that was, that was complimentary package. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that was a priority for me. And, um, I mean, apart from that, of course, all the things that Sanja mentioned, like seeing a person who has, uh, who's, investing into their family and loves their family a lot that was very important to me um yeah yeah so i mean and i think so yeah, the I, same kind of attitude towards youngers and and like what she gives towards uh, younger generations and uh, how she takes care of uh people uh actually it was very interesting for me to watch how she relates with my sister who's just much <laughs> younger than me she's when she, you first met her she was like five years older yeah. something like that right and that was wow. also this <laughs> kind of relating to a child like that uh, dynamic that i was observing and and uh, very curious to see how she handles children as well and, how did i do oh really good <laughs> like she became best friends with my sister uh even though my sister did not speak english <laughs> right? wow. uh, yeah so it's yeah all these things matter she's really good at pantomiming doing yeah i mean <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was a bit of a struggle, you know, because I didn't speak Lithuanian. I, I still don't. I, I didn't speak Russian. That was another language that you speak in Lithuania. And the only way I could communicate was, you know, English and very, and her her few words in English like hello or what's your name, you know. <laughs> but there's there's nonverbal communication that can also happen, like you know, braiding her hair, playing with her play doh 
um, yeah, things like that. So. Yeah. You gotta Very be creative, cute. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really great. Yeah, that's very helpful, I think, also for anybody out there. Um, to th I mean, this is, this is the value of the process of the, the matching, right? To get a sense for each other. Trust your instincts, but also have some sort of ability to put somebody in some sort of framework of, is this, is this a good candidate based on factual evidence of like watch observing them in certain situations is very helpful so it's cool that you guys had that experience um and so andy you when you were on the podcast uh, a couple months ago whenever that was time is very difficult for me to understand to remember but you were mentioning that it was shocking for you to hear about high noon stuff when you were at top gun Top Guan, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. And, and then you were speaking in front of people, right? And so as a single person, especially in the early days of High Noon, to be mm -hmm. honest, there was, some, there was a lot of people that were really psyched out that if, if they felt like if anybody knew that they were in any way associated with High Noon, then nobody would ever want to get blessed with them. Um, it was like, you know, you were a leper somehow in mm -hmm. our church and... Everybody has to stay away from you now. But you were public about your struggles in front of hundreds of people, if not thousands. Um, and then Sandra heard, you heard about us later, but was the f when did this come up? No. Did the same workshop. You Actually, heard about us before the, that? No, it was, it was the exact same workshop. It was just uh, you were with the high schoolers, and I was already part of oh, car wow. the older group yeah so yeah we actually went to the same workshop but just different <laughs> yeah we never met it was different groups right and it was like what Crazy. 700 people per group so it was yeah i don't remember you from there i'm sorry mm. um but that was the first time that i met high noon and you you guys held a three-day workshop at that time for us as yeah well, so. and so, so yeah. after hearing all that content uh, from a lady's perspective, were you just, did you just hope and wish and pray that you would find the one guy who had <laughs> never been exposed to porn? Or did you kind of resign yourself to, well, I guess everybody struggles with this and we'll just deal with it when it comes? Or like, as a female going through this, um, you, you, you hear this information, how, how did that impact how you approached Andronic and, and the matching and all that? Mm. Okay, I, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of wished <laughs> that you know my future spouse would never have anything connected to it, and I was even a bit. I think I had the period of time when I was even angry that some of the brothers um, allowed this to enter into their lives. But actually, this very quickly changed to being very sorry for them that this is something they're going through and there's not enough support or not enough awareness that this is going on mm. and yeah they're not receiving the kind of help that they need i think that just made me incredibly sad at some points and yeah even now it does like even even though high noon exists but there's still you know people who are yeah who haven't been reached yet through the programs through the everything that you're doing yeah. here so Sometimes, yeah, I just had a prayer not so long ago and I was just really crying my eyeballs out for all the brothers that I know who are struggling. So, yeah, it really, I think this really changed. Um, Can I ask, was it, what was the thing or the thought process that helped you to evolve from being angry to being sympathetic? Was there, was there one event or was there... Um, was it just like this evolution of your perspective? Mm, I guess hearing stories and being open to hearing stories was one thing. And really seeing that these brothers, they're not struggling because they want to struggle with porn and masturbation, right? They're struggling because it happened to them and they don't know what to do or they're not having the kind of help that they need. And hearing the stories where it was already about recovery and hearing also just 
how much willingness there is in these people to overcome, sometimes even more willingness to overcome and to step like one step forward and and pursue the blessing more than in the people who are not struggling. You know, so if we compare the people sometimes, especially those touched by high noon, those who are struggling and attend some kind of program that you have and really have clear goals to overcome this and go for a blessing later on and really prepare for that and come to it already with clear mind, clear body. I see so much more in them than people who are not struggling and some somehow you know they're encouraged to go to the blessing but they themselves don't put so much effort into preparing actually so mm. i kind of grew a lot of appreciation um through through hearing what so many people do in order to get over this addiction Got and it. that was yeah testing and did you hearing people's stories you got through that evolution prior to the matching process with Andronic or during or like by the time you guys were matched you already had kind of processed a lot of these emotions I think most of it yes mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. but there was still some left I guess that I could process only after we got matched yeah what about from was... your perspective Andronic the uh, the uh, you know, going in, wanting to be something and wanting to have a perfect track record, right? And then you meet somebody and you're like, hey, by the way, there's this side of me that you should know about. Was that, did you just kind of run towards it and show her, like, just show her all your wounds and your scars and your, and your, your that side of you? Or did you slowly reveal it? Or how did that all come out? Um... I think some bits and pieces I, I shared about when we were just friends. Mm -hmm. um, like very... Yeah, very small things. Well, yeah. yeah. But um, when it came to the matching process, it was... Uh, on the first on the day. First, first day. Yeah. <laughs> first call. <laughs> I just laid it all out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Everything That's usually about, like yeah. the advice that they were like, never just blurted out on the first call. So I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> I mean, the BFM in America is just like, you know, like ease into it, this kind of thing. But, no, but I like you your know, cavalier that, approach. That, that can work with some people. But I yeah. personally really appreciated that he started out like this, like, look, this is who I am. Yeah, this yeah. is this, I cannot lie about it. This is this is what I have done in the past. I try to work on it as much as I could, but this is what I am. Can mm. we move forward with this in mind or is this too much for you? You know? Yeah. 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 I I really appreciated this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Should guess. But yeah, maybe it's not for everyone. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and and I mean alluding to the previous episode that we recorded, right? I I also mentioned there that at that moment when it was coming to the matching process already. Hey, just a quick interruption to tell you about the 40 day high noon challenge. If you're trying to find a way to start living a high noon life today with no shadows and create a radiant blessing, then this simple challenge is for you. We will send you daily lessons from our team that will keep you motivated on your journey. It's totally free guys and you'll get constant content directly to you. Just sign up today at highnoon.org slash challenge. I processed it in myself a lot and I was coming in with with uh, a clear consciousness that I I know I've done everything I can and I've tried to clean up my past as much as I could. I mean, yeah, there's there was some long time ago there was the pornography and everything, but then there was this relationship that I had that was a whole nother thing. and. I did everything that I could, and I knew that um, you know, I, either this person can forgive me or not. Uh, it's already not up to me to do that. So, um, yeah, of course, I really wanted <laughs> everything to go well because I really liked Sanja. But <laughs> yeah, um, but I was prepared for things to go either way. Really? Yeah. Wow. So you must have been a ball of nerves during that first call then. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was shaking, you know. That. <laughs> it was visible uh-huh. even through camera, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was nervous as heck. Um, I mean, uh, all, all the way before that, um, like, I knew that my parents are in communication with some parents and something's going on, but I, I'm, I asked them specifically that I'm not too involved in the process. I, I wanted to leave it all up to, to them. Um, uh, at some point, I accidentally found out that <laughs> they're communicating with Sanjay's parents. Uh, which was yeah, um, it was very dual emotions. One side was like, "Oh my God, yes," but uh, another side was like, "No, I mean this is. I don't want a matching based on just what I want. Uh, I really want this to be a God guided process." And I then prayed for weeks. Uh, God, you know, if I can make Sandra the happiest then okay, let, let's move along with this. If not, if there's someone, at least one person out there who can make her happier, then let it be that person. And that was incredibly hard to say, but I knew that that's important to have as an attitude. I have to be able to say that. because If, if I can't, then that's not real love. And mm-hmm. this is what I tried to grow in myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, very nice. Wow. And so it's it's been so you, you you committed to making Sandra the happiest person in the world more than anybody else in the world. So how's that been going for that you guys have been blessed for three years? Well, uh, I guess you're supposed to answer that. I'm biased. Uh, yeah, I mean we had our ups and downs, but just as I said. Uh, few days ago to you I'm I'm really happy that Andy is my husband that <laughs> yeah that it's him nice um, yeah well, so yeah, what you really mean is I still like you and you're still allowed to visit <laughs> me <laughs> uh, yeah I mean so the blessing was up and down that's yeah. uh, we need to put that out there very clearly and if the matching process for us it was like with pink glasses and everything was perfect like we were just this is gonna be amazing we're fitting right in i mean this questionnaire that we got from the bfd we went through all the questions to ask each other everything perfectly aligned it was amazing it was even even weird sometimes like how can it go so easy and so so nice but yeah yeah it was after the blessing that we were struggling Mm. quite quite a bit and then yeah, overcoming some of these struggles also from coming back from our past, certain things that were coming back from our past, but also character differences mm-hmm. peaked at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but but now I can really say that I'm really happy that that it's him. Mm. I really love him. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just unpack that sentence. But now I can say that I'm really happy it's him. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess I didn't prove myself in the first half. Uh, <laughs> didn't deliver so well on the promise. I mean, yeah, so to get into a few of these just stories, I think after the blessing, um, what really came back the strongest was the fact that I had this um, relationship in the past when I was in high school. I thought that that's something that I left behind myself and that that's, yeah, I mean, not present anymore it's been many years after that uh i went through so many special grace ceremonies and (laughs) i think i did everything i could but it turns out if you formulate your expectations of a relationship and what love is and um how girls are and everything on based on a 16 year old dating experience in high school it actually does not set up set you up for marriage at all uh very surprisingly right so certain things started coming out um certain like internal struggles i had with accepting certain things um and uh, it posed a really big challenge because then suddenly it's like either you be like me and how i expect things or you know or i don't know what to do um, I was doing really well as a single person, but turns out when you're married, 
Um, things change. Your relationship to God changes. Your relationship to other people changes. Your it's not just you anymore. You're not an individual anymore. Um, yeah. Like in in very large part, you're not just an individual anymore. Um, I really discovered that suddenly my access to God became through her. If we're struggling, there's no prayer then. Like I would not be able to really connect to uh, any kind of spiritual practice. And that that these are huge changes that actually I don't think anyone even tells you <laughs> before. Uh, but um, yeah. yeah, so for us that first summer, it, it we started arguing a lot. Um, and it was mainly due to yeah things coming out from me um, that. Yeah, I, I just didn't deal with, or I did not expect that could come back in such a way. And um, then there was a whole journey of figuring out what to do with that. Um, I'm really grateful that Sandra tried a lot, and she really tried to involve other people uh, as well. Into that, into, now you're grateful. <laughs> yeah, but I was not. Uh, I was not having that. Like I was very like, no, uh, you know, I don't want to invite in, involve other people um, because. I think fundamentally I was insecure. They would then know that I'm struggling, we're struggling. And I, yeah, yeah, I didn't want that, of course. Shame, and, uh, shame, just so you know, as a rule, shame, its sole job is to separate you from everybody else so that you can mm -hmm. suffer. That's its whole point. So it wants, it wants, and, and if it's, yeah, if it's other people talking about you, you want to control that because you're ashamed, especially if it's about something that you've actually done. You feel so ashamed of people knowing the real you, uh, and you feel like they won't love you and all that. Yeah, it's crazy. And so, Sandra, let me um, let me from your perspective, you wanted to talk about stuff, and then Andronics over here having an identity crisis, not <laughs> wanting you. To, no, don't talk. Um, how did you navigate that? Because you're trying to be good wife, but also you're trying to be a good wife. <laughs> there's two dimensions to that right like trying to make him happy but also trying to do what you think is the right thing so how do you go get through something like that mm. I mean I was all quite new I, I didn't really know what to do honestly and I guess the very natural reaction for me was talking to my parents because mm. before you know any kind of difficulty I had I would approach my parents with it because they, they were they were the people then could help me with my biggest struggles and so I approached them but at the same time yeah I knew that it's difficult for Andy because he doesn't want that you know my parents know that we struggle and so on and so on but my very you know I I, I still do believe that parents can help a lot and so I, I still did it yeah. <laughs> I still did it uh, even if it made more difficult or made made it more difficult for us to talk or to connect yeah it made yeah. us go through a very painful process of me having to own up to things and actually talk with people <laughs> like at some point it was because sanja was willing to be open with other people it was unavoidable then for me that i had to as well mm -hmm. and as painful of a process as that was step by step that's what led to change mm. so yeah. would you say that ego is kind of getting in the way you know because what you're doing you're going through the process of there's origin division union right and so the the idea of merging into one being creating a marriage is in a way becoming less of yourself and becoming more of some new being that's a combination of both of you, right? So there's certain aspects of yourself that get in the way of truly being a good husband. And usually it's egocentric, right? It's about you and your desires and your thoughts and your opinions. And so that letting go of something um, seems like, you know, you had something going on inside of you. Sandra was seeking help. You didn't want it to help, but somehow, you, how did you let go of that desire to want to protect your pain and instead 
kind of let others into it to help to help make it like how did you get through that because to be oh. honest this is so common this is like every marriage ever right um, oh really okay sim- good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah similar stuff right uh, always people have different ways of fighting and and you know there's also a nuance there but largely every couple fights and um and after the fight you're like man that was, i was being such a baby right so then how did you get over that strong ego self-protecting self and then graduate to a place where you could actually work on the husband aspect of yourself to to heal that yeah uh it's actually all it went down to a single moment um really? there was a point where i think i crossed certain boundaries and basically um sanja put an ultimatum <laughs> i don't know if i can call it like that but like a clear sign to me look you either own up to um to solving this with me or it's not clear how we can move forwards anymore and that scared the living everything out of me <laughs> suddenly suddenly the relationship became fragile and i got perspective oh this is not just a given like this is something yeah mm. i can't we can't continue like just this arguing for arguing sake anymore and um yeah it put me in a situation where i had to decide <laughs> uh what am i doing uh it humbled me a lot and yeah in in a single day i decided that i'll okay and I, whatever it is, I have to put my internal struggles aside. Like our relationship, our, our promise to God, our blessing matters more. And Sandra's health, Sandra's well-being, emotional state, every, all of that matters more. I had to recognize that, yeah, I made that promise at the very beginning that like if, if I can make her the happiest, then let it be. And the realization comes, I'm not fulfilling on that. So same day i bought <laughs> tickets <laughs> uh to travel to hungary um and just went um and it wasn't a very convenient time i don't think no. so, yeah it was like they were having guests and some kind of event and i don't know stuff was happening here yeah. and sandra was very involved and here i appeared uh just <laughs> without announcement <laughs> um to ask for forgiveness a sense oh, wow and to start things somehow start things over and i was nothing changed drastically like mm, nothing changed months, in yeah. that moment the only thing that changed was that okay i decided that i'm gonna try and then that set the next chain of events of us getting over uh, our difficulties and not just the next couple months i mean it was uh yeah i think at least three Wait, what was it? I think only the next year after that, that like things got started getting better. That's when I started seeing actual change happening. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's it's difficult when you want to make something work, but your partner is not responsive to that. And if that happens multiple times for a longer period of time, then obviously you're just like, you know, so are we doing this together or am I alone in this mm-hmm. relationship? So, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, I saw I saw a lot of change happening in uh, like from the beginning of 2022, um, <clears throat> like actual things that we used to argue about. And I saw that okay, he's he's already speaking about it differently. He's already, um, y- yeah, just making different decisions in general. So mm, from from there, I could see that okay, I'm not alone anymore. And we're we're back together in this relationship again, not just me, not just you separately, but together. And it took a lot of patience, but it was it was really worth it. And it was yeah, it was it was hard being alone again, but but yeah, but again, I think this this is coming back to you know seeing how he set goals before when he was still single. And even when it was very difficult to achieve those kinds of goals, he still 
he still went for them even though it took time sometimes and now again you know he, it was he was serious about this goal and in the beginning it was very hard hard to, to believe <laughs> to, <laughs> hard to believe that anything can change but actually he he did change and he did yeah pursued this goal very in a very practical way as well so mm. yeah that's i mean not to liken you both to the animal kingdom, but I, I'm, I'm in a place right now in the world where there's a lot of animals, a lot of strays. We saw a monkey. My wife and I were driving and we saw a monkey run across. And anyway, there's a lot of animals here. And when you see certain animals and they're aggressive or they're looking for you and you try to communicate with them, uh, if you're not 100% certain about what you want to have happen, they will push and push and push and push. But the moment that, like let's say there's a stray dog, which there are many around here, when you really look at it and say, I'm going to take action, it knows, it feels your seriousness, and it knows when you're just bluffing. And humans know this too about each other. Is like Andronic felt the fear of God in him because he knew that something had to change and it was him. And you kind of laid it out, it sounds like, Sandra, for him um, to experience that. And these are, honestly, people make major life changes typically when they're about to lose something. Like, I should really cut back on my sugar. I should, I should, I should. And then you get some sort of sickness and now you have to, right? There's like, that's when people make dietary changes. But luckily, um, the situation was such that Andronic could course correct before things, before the plane crashed into the mountain kind of thing. But it's just like a good energy that when you see how serious life can be, it's, frighten, it's frightening and it can, it can shock you to kind of weigh your options in a much more serious tone instead of being casual. We're very casual about life most of the time. So it was cool that you guys could get through that and that you could convey the seriousness of the situation, Sandra, in a way that Andronic could perceive, you know. Because again, with matching and blessing, a lot of people, I know a lot of young men that are handed basically a, a princess. and But they never really earn them they never really work for them and so they never understand how to appreciate them and it's it's actually a big negative and in a sense you're both you don't need to earn each other because you are in the blessing together but you're you're kind of deserving the blessing itself by stepping up and rising up to the occasion and so it, it just is a really inspiring story that you know you were shaken awake you were awakened for sure to the seriousness of like Losing Sandra would be, you know, it's worth losing my ego instead of Sandra. And that's right. like, that's a, that's a tougher call. <laughs> yeah. But still, it took, what, over a year for you to course correct after that, right? Yeah. To like really, um, uh, I think to um, come to a place where it felt completed. Like the whole transformation and change. Everything felt completely 180 degrees different than what we used to be like. Yeah. yeah, over a year. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's another great point too. Um, even with you know we're in this space of pornography, of addiction, of people wanting to change, and in many cases not being able to change at the rate that they would like to. And even though you had the fear of God strike you down, it still took. A seismic effort of and of, of like a year for you to really shift to turn that boat around so mm. for everybody out there even even when you're like I got to change and you feel it sometimes it still takes time because it runs mm. deep you know yeah yeah it takes time what really helps is people, uh, ah. people. that can fast track it and uh, the more I, the more I connected with people, the more I, uh, even like I connected with my dad about this, um, and it helped a lot. I connected with uh, friends, uh, with I don't know other guys like 
not necessarily in my age because not many people get married at my age nowadays but people <laughs> in in my situation yeah. more so or people that i look up to, looked up to or look up to yeah it helped fast track it each time um hmm. so yeah that's a huge huge powerful resource uh, connecting to people it's amazing so how are you guys going to continue doing that proactively in the future <laughs> and we do have to start wrapping up soon um mm -hmm. but yeah i'd love to know okay you've been through this of course you've only been blessed for three years but it sounds like you know was, you went through some stuff in this time and now that that you've overcome certain challenges and you understand that a key to overcoming many of these challenges are including other people. Have you taken steps to now be proactive about it or are you just going to wait till the next crisis and then you'll have, you'll, you have the notes from last time and you're like, what did we do last time? And then you can just refer next, to those notes. Next crisis. <laughs> so there will be other crises. Oh I thought, yeah, that's I how you that grow. <laughs> No. <laughs> That's they're they're your gift. Crises are are like the best way to grow. It's, it, they're they're amazing. Pray for them. Pray for them. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah, um, I think we're having a quite a different approach now, in general. Um, like I've I've already put effort in my life in in having at least some kind of base of other guys example and uh to connect with um you we're trying i mean it's a bit difficult when we're kind of still far apart but we're trying to make friends uh with other couples as well um yeah nice yeah and i think one thing we talked about this a little bit briefly um and one really big difference that we feel now as opposed to before is that somehow we're sticking more as a team mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. in some sense nothing anymore feels as scary or like i can't imagine anymore the same level of uh high stakes as we had before the same level of danger to our couple to our like unity i understand yeah that there probably can be some difficulties in the future we'll be experiencing new things i don't know at some point we'll become parents right yeah. <laughs> there'll be new things to go through but um our the perspective is now different it's like no matter we still argue sometimes we still have some kind of disagreements but yeah. we i don't know it's nothing is as hard as anymore and we can i don't know settle our differences in quite a fast way nowadays um yeah. What do you think? Um, you know those silent days when you argue and then you don't want to talk for like a oh, few hours yeah. and it and then it turns into a day and then a second day oh. and so on. Yeah. Um, for me that was the very difficult part, you know, when I felt that something is off, so we had some kind of really terrible argument. And of course, sometimes time can help to settle down and so that our <laughs> feelings are a bit less intense. But I think that really helped um, in the past few months as well to, for me to overcome. Um, to shorten the silent days. Yeah, to shorten the silent days. Because silent days in themselves will not help in moving forward. I think this is something that I still want to work on. Um, mm. so there's still this in front of me to completely uh, eradicate. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, maybe one small thing that we're, we're going to be doing now is, uh, actually facilitating, uh, on mm. high noon together for the radiant program. And, uh, very nice. I, I really like all of our uh, blessed life we've been doing this these workshops for uh, young people for high school uh, for high schoolers and this has kept us alive also in many ways it mm. has kept us in check yeah and I, I just I suggested this 
not so long ago to San Angeles, let's maybe facilitate um, together because this might also be somehow helpful to us um, um, speaking to other husbands and wives and sharing and uh, connecting with them uh, so yeah we're we're going to be doing that as well <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah they connection helps connection definitely with other people and similar situation but something that I discovered is also having let's say a pastor figure that you can go to um, so I have that too, and it, it really helps to just talk mm. very, very openly. Um, he's not really a family, he's a bit more of an outsider, and maybe see certain things um, better or faster. Mm. So I think, yeah, we'll just continue having these like, one-on-one -on -one conversations with, with such a pastor figure every now and then, like every two, three months or so. Yeah. Great. So it seems like you learned some lessons. It's encouraging. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. Well, thank you for opening up about all this. I know, Sandra, you're not the type of person who just screams from the mountaintop your perspectives and your testimonies and all this. You're <laughs> more conservative and quiet and private about this stuff, so I appreciate you both opening up. I know it's now partly your husband's job to be an open book in a sense <laughs> right so i appreciate your willingness to join him in that and yeah i think we'll have more conversations in the future this is a good one to help you know context with these a lot of people really panic in our movement they they fall in love in some respects during the matching just like you guys are like oh it's so easy and then they get blessed and the first sign of difficulty they freak out because they're like wait there's something wrong because we're fighting. And so then this creates this insecurity or we're doing something wrong. And mm -hmm. it can break a lot of blessings actually apart because they're just not expecting that things are going to take a, take a dark turn every once in a while. But um, obviously you're not promoting or advocating for going through difficulty, but it's, it's yeah. a great testament to see that. Um, you can become stronger because of these things, right? So, yeah, I appreciate you guys opening up about that. Do you have anything last that you'd like to clarify or say before we split? Or do you feel replete? Maybe one thing that came to my mind is that, I mean, Andy mentioned this, like, ultimatum, right, that I said before. Yeah. Um, I guess it's really... For some people, it's probably very easy to say such ultimatums like, you either change or this ends, right? This is not really what I did. Um, I explained that we're either a team working on certain things together and opening up and seeking for help, or I'm really not sure, like, what are we doing together and how this is going to evolve, right? Um, sure. If, if there's anyone there uh, who's maybe listening or thinking of what to do in such a very difficult situation or when you're feeling really lonely in a relationship, then I would just really suggest that, you know, really, if you're considering going for this uh, confrontation with your spouse, then do it with a really loving heart, with hoping that they can really understand that you love them and you want to stay with them. So... Yeah don't go into it with a very resentful heart with you know um expecting 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 everything from your spouse but making yeah. sure that your your love is expressed that you want this to work and you just don't know what else you could still do and you're seeking for them to also be a be a partner in solving a difficult situation so if there's anyone um, yeah, thinking of such a confrontation, just make sure that your attitude is is there. You know, it's that it's it's clear, it's 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 loving, it's caring. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to share this because um, it can be maybe sometimes easy to be confronting all the time. Um, yeah, to some people. <laughs> yeah, to some people, not everyone, but to some people. But if you confront sure. angrily with resentment, then I don't think it will lead anywhere, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah. a great, great point. 
And the whole thing about a team is that, you know, like in sports, when there's a, when they're just getting a bunch of new players in, they know this team is not going to win for a bunch of years. We're like five years. If we really try, we might start winning and stuff like this. And people want to get marriage perfect in the first year. It's like, you've never done it before. How are you going to get it right? You know, you got a lot to learn. So the idea of you're learning what it means to be on the same team is, is an evolution as well. So yeah, thank you guys for opening up. Thank you so much for sharing and we'll have you. I mean, Andy's not going anywhere. So have you back on. So yeah, thank you guys for coming on and uh, say goodbye. Let's say goodbye to everybody. Yeah. Thank, thank you for you. listening. Thank you for listening. Yeah, also, thank you to you, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't, we didn't yeah. practice this, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I know that, you know, in Europe, there's some new listeners, and they're, they're really enjoying the podcast, so. Hello uh, to the Hungarian listeners. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out. Yeah. All right, everybody. Hey, did you know that our team wants to do more events? Well, if you want to bring the High Noon message to your community or group, then let us know and we'll try to work something out. There's a simple application that you can fill out right now at highnoon.org invite. And one of our team members will get back to you to see what's possible. That's highnoon.org invite. All right, see you in the next episode.